Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Bella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football too. Every fantasy football Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Monday. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is definitely a manic Monday. What a great sports weekend, great football weekend. We'll be talking about it. Check us out, social media. We're everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, of course, iTunes. Ray, we'll get to Sunday night football, but the biggest story in sports and in the league is clearly that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, most likely being done for the season with a broken collarbone. I guess my main question to you is, I threw this out there on Twitter, is it just as simple as what the coach said, Hunley and Joe Callahan? Or do you want to go forward as a Packer fan with Robert Griffin, Tony Romo, Colin Kaepernick, or Brett Hunley? What's realistic and what should they do? Well, it comes down to Mike McCarthy, right? He's the, obviously the head coach, but he's also the offensive guy, the offensive mind of that franchise. And he knows Brett Huntley, and he feels good enough, apparently, that Brett Huntley can lead the charge. So I don't think you bring in a non-Packer you know, packer right now unless you want that guy to start, right? I, I don't think you go through the, the motion of – of a, a Tony Romo or a Colin Kaepernick or somebody like that, unless you really think that guy can start because you got to invest the time in getting Brett Hundley ready. So you want a backup that's easy to just plug in there. And apparently they're going to take their kid from the practice squad. Now, is that the right choice? I don't think so. I don't know that Brett Hundley's ready. And the thing is this. Well, that means Joe Callahan's one hit away. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that would true, bring in a veteran just because of that. Let Hundley go and have a veteran to back him up. Yeah, but the, I guess the distraction of uh, Kaepernick and even Romo, you know, would be would be who starts, who's better, who's. I think they just want kind of low key. Look, they only kept two guys on the roster, so uh, they're they're hoping, I guess. Look, ultimately the NFC North is very winnable. Um, none of those teams really scares you, so they probably think even though Rodgers went down, they're not the favorite maybe anymore, but they could still win that division. I would have to agree. And I think Hunley, like all these other quarterbacks, um, has – listen, the game is changing. And I was sort of saying it to you off air where it's no longer they need to sit for a year. And you see it from Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, different guys. 
Dak Prescott, I think what it is is that when you watch the Elite 11 and you see high school and you see college, they pass more than ever. So these guys, even though it might be a spread offense, they're learning to pass and to throw in different situations much more than the previous guys 10, 20 years ago did. And I think that's why they're a little bit more ready. And also, you have to get out there and face that speed. And I think Hunley, after a week or two, maybe you don't see this week against the Saints, but then they have the bye. I bet after that bye, Hunley comes out and he looks really good. We both liked him at UCLA. And, and I think the kid has got the potential. But I want to ask you about potential. Do the Giants have the potential to turn this season around, even without Odell and Marshall? What, what happened on Sunday Night Football, Ray? Break it down. The Giants are a very proud franchise. And they were basically written off as dead. Now, the good thing about Denver playing against Denver is they're not going to run away from you, right? So you're not going to go play like the New Orleans Saints or, or, or even the Rams this year are super califragilistic on offense. That's not the Broncos. So the minute the Broncos didn't run away, in fact, the Broncos were down the whole game. The Broncos really couldn't even come from behind. They just don't have enough juice. They don't have enough firepower. So it was the perfect storm. The Giants got on them early, and then they had to pick six, and then they just played from ahead. And Trevor Simeon is a decent quarterback, but he's not the guy that's going to win you the game necessarily. He won't lose you the game maybe. So I think this was the perfect set of circumstances. The Giants were on the road. In some ways, it's better to be on the road when, you're, when your back is against the wall, right? No distractions. You're living out of a hotel room. It's all good. You don't have your family, you don't have your mama, you don't have anybody bothering you for tickets and for, you know, doing what you need to do at home. Um, now, are the Giants going to make the playoffs? No. Are the Giants a good team? No. Um, they still have talent here and there, especially on defense. they got a couple of, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul and Landon Collins. I mean, they got, uh, Olivier <coughs> Vernon, they've still got some talent there. But this is going to be a, a season where they probably end up winning four or five games. Uh, but but it was good to see the competitive spirit. And you know what? On any given Sunday, these are professionals. These are professionals. Remember the Giants. I had the division, um, so so they they clearly still have talent on that team. So I was definitely surprised. But you know what? Never take for granted a you know a wounded former champion and Eli Manning. Give him credit too. I mean his all sharks. That this is the situation where it works, right? He's never too phased by. He's never up too high, and he's never down too low. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next. I'll say this. Elway needs to look about maybe getting another quarterback. I think he's misjudging the situation. But moving on to on the road and stepping up, my Pittsburgh Steelers, Ray, got it done, 19-13. There was some luck involved. But I think when you get A.B. and Lev Bell both getting over 150 yards, it's incredible. Steelers' defense is really one of the best in the league now. And James Harrison, good night, put Alex Smith out and got the sack to ice the game. Of course, Andy Reid, you know, comes up again. He, you know, should have gone for the field goal, went for it on fourth and goal and didn't make it. But I think overall the question will be going forward for the – I think the Steelers' ship will be righted. 
but the Chiefs very easily could go to Oakland on Thursday, wake up the sleeping Raiders, and potentially lose two in a row, or do they right the ship on the road against the division foe? We shall see. Why don't you tell us, Ray, what happened with the Rams and the Jaguars on Sunday? Because that was the running back game. So you know what? As much as we talk about the new offenses and what it's all about to be in the NFL today, it warms my heart to see Leonard Fournette and Todd Gurley. I love the running game. Talk to me about running backs. Talk to me about playing ball, traditional ball downhill. Run the rock. So to me, this was a game of two, you know, fairly decent teams still have question marks at the quarterback position. But I love the fact that, you know what, the Rams are in the middle of a, of a complete turnaround. They go into Jacksonville. They win 27-17. And frankly, just, you know, they just win. They have a swagger about them. Look, I, I personally don't like Jared Goff or Blake Bortles. I don't think that either of them in the long run are, are going are gonna, to, uh, you know, be your quarterback. But what, he, what Jared Goff is doing, though, is he's making decent plays. They're actually treating him with, with kick gloves, right? So he's not making any mistakes. Just hand the ball off to Todd Gurley. He got his 100 yards running. And then that combination of Woods, and I thought Sammy Watkins would be better, but he only had a couple good games uh, in the beginning of the season. But they did just enough, and that defense carried them. So two young teams, two running backs, and just the Rams are a little bit better. They're more consistent. And, and look out, they might, they might even mess around and make the playoffs, especially with Green Bay going down. No, that's definitely legit. Let's keep the theme going with the running backs, Ray. 38-33, the Arizona Cardinals were rejuvenated by a man called All Day. We both thought he still had juice in the tank. The Saints signed him, didn't use him. Ray, Adrian Peterson, two touchdowns over 130 yards. Larry Fitzgerald had opened up a lot for him and Carson Palmer, 10 for 138. It was an amazing performance. And, of course, the storyline, besides the Cardinals winning and Carson Palmer being protected, the Darth Vader of quarterbacks uh, strikes again. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets in a game because another quarterback ahead of him, again, is hurt. If Winston can't play next week, Ray, crazy stat, this will be the ninth time Ryan Fitzpatrick has come off the bench to become the starting quarterback for a particular team. That is insane. He's, like, worse than the Madden curse, the Sports Illustrated curse. But uh, good for Actually had the, a good game. I mean, he threw two interceptions. Yeah, but that's what he – Ray, don't get, three don't get excited. You know what he does. He comes <laughs> in and he slings it around. But then next week – Yeah, but he's the start. backup. He's the backup. Yeah, he's the backup. He'll get picked he's off. He's the backup. As a backup, he's very serviceable. No, no, that's it. But I'm saying if he's got to start again, it's, it's, it's trouble. Now, speaking yeah, of trouble, tell sure. us what the heck the refs were doing in New York stealing a win – from the supposed to be tanking Jets against the New England Patriots. Right. Can I say I do not trust the process because the Jets are not that good, and had they won, they'd be 4-2 and two and in first place. So I'm not saying I'm glad they lost, but I, I do <laughs> think we need, some, we need some draft picks to bolster some talent. I told you this 
since the beginning of time. Go back and maybe once a year on Ray and Tay, I tell you that this is the worst call in football and maybe in all of sports. I just don't understand why the competition committee leaves this rule in place. And this is the second time this year I talked about it. So I'm, I'm going to have to march over to Roger Goodell's office because this is ridiculous. I don't. I understand. think they should put it at the five or ten yard line for the offense. Fine, push them back a fine. Little bit. It don't should not be away. a touchback. And the other, t- think about this. Think about like the, the extreme example of you drive 99 yards, you drive the ball all the way down the field, and then you're diving for the end zone, and then the ball sneaks out of your hand, goes into the end zone, goes out of the end zone, and the other team gets the ball. What did they deserve to get the ball? Especially if they didn't even cause the fumble. Like you could have fumbled the ball yourself. Now you shouldn't be able to maybe recover it in the end zone. You shouldn't be able to fold like in the red zone. Maybe you, you shouldn't be able to. To, to advance on a fumble in the end zone. That's fine. But you certainly shouldn't lose the ball and have it go back to the other team as a touchback. So worst rule in football. Totally agree. Before we get to Monday night and Thursday night, we just got to give a little love to the Saints and the Dolphins, who I guess both came back from, you know, London and had a can of whoop butt for the Lions and the uh, Falcons. Are the Falcons in trouble and are the Saints defense for real? So the Saints defense scored three times. I don't know that they'll do that ever again this year. Um, I think the Lions are okay, especially considering that NFC North is to be had. I think Matt Stafford is growing into the kind of, you know, what am I now? I used to be the 5,000-yard passer. Now am I the guy that manages the game? So he's he's kind of feeling it out. He's flexing his muscle a little bit. Um, Defense, when it's on, can be pretty good. So I think Detroit's fine. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Miami. Right, they stared down the, the the bully and beat, you know, basically ripped the game out of the Falcons. Falcons are in trouble, I think. Remember, they played Sunday night against New England. They're not looking like the same offense. Julio Jones, no, no they're not, that. and especially not against bad teams. Well, guess what? You still got to win those games. You still got to go ten and six, eleven and five to 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 be comfortably in the playoffs because quiet is kept assuming Jameis is not hurt too bad, but, but, but Winston and his bucks and the saints are underachieving a little bit, but, they, but they're not going anywhere and let alone Carolina, you know, so you've got a, you've got a suddenly a super tough division. All right. Tonight, Monday night football, we got Jacoby Brissett against Mariota. He is going to go, might be a little banged up. Um, you know, these teams are battling for first place. What's fascinating, or, you know, three-way tie or two-way tie for first, what's fascinating about this uh, game is that neither team has played bad or well. You know what I mean? They've both been one week the offense plays better, the next week the defense plays better. The opposite week, the same thing happens. I'll say Jacoby Brissett has been surprising, and it goes back to the Parcells philosophy of drafting quarterbacks, and it's looking like this guy is a solid draft pick a captain, a senior, all these different things. And Jacoby Brissett is really starting to look pretty good for the Colts. But I think at the end of the day, I got to believe, even though Marlon Mack and Frank Gore will run a little bit, I think the Titans wake up. Mariota being back will help. Delaney Walker will go off. And I think it's time for Derrick Henry. I think we're going to see Derrick Henry explode this game. He's my fantasy stud. Two touchdowns, about 80 yards, and the Titans win a, a tough defensive battle. I'll say uh, 23-17, Titans beat the Colts. So 
You down on DeMarco Murray is what you're saying? I have questions. Okay. I mean, he did play, you know, in some couple of great offensive lines. I, I do think, though, whether it's Henry or DeMarco, they need to run the ball. They need to run the ball better. They need to run the ball more often, and they need to run the ball for several reasons. Number one, they need to get play action back. They need to keep the pressure off of Mariota because, you know, you don't want your franchise guy getting hurt. But I think that this is the perfect team to do it against. Indianapolis is, you know, not a shell. It's it's a shell of itself without Andrew Luck, and who knows if he'll be back in a, in a week or two. But right now, Jacoby Brissett's decent. I just don't think that they have enough to go into Tennessee. So I think Tennessee's D is going to keep it close, and Tennessee wins. I'll say the running game is the most important thing. I think I think Murray and Henry will together go for about 140, 150. Um, and, and I like uh, I like Tennessee, you know, fairly easy. I'll say 24-17. Now, Thursday night football, the Raiders are hosting the Chiefs, the AFC West rivalry. Of course, what happened to out, the Raiders? Well, listen, we, we listen. We send out our prayers for everybody with all the fires and, and no cal and what's been going on. Very tragic, very sad. I think they're going to wake up this week because it is the rival. And I think they finally get beast mode going again. I think people don't realize the Chiefs have a lot of injuries and they won't be back on this Thursday. And this Chiefs team was banged up against the Steelers and then got guys more hurt. I think the Raiders are going to wake up and win the game. I'll say 24-20. Raiders win a close battle. Crabtree and Cooper wake up, but they get beast mode, touchdown, 80 yards, and the Raiders start to play a little more physical again. They've been kind of soft lately. They got to step it up, right? You know what? It hurts. I hate to say this because I thought the Raiders would make the playoffs, but I think Kansas City wins the game. I think they keep it close. And in a close game, Alex Smith does just enough to win these games. I think Kareem Hunt was shut down a little bit, but he'll be back. Um, Hill and Kelsey and, and those guys need to – at least keep the game close to the fourth quarter. And I think ultimately Kansas City's defense maybe gets the ball back and they win on a quick short field field goal. Uh, I'll say 23-21. Real quick, top 25, the huge upset from Syracuse. And then obviously Cal took care of Washington State. That was a fantastic, furious Friday. You got Bama, Penn State, Georgia 3, TCU 4. That would be an interesting four playoff. Wisconsin slides up to 5. Ohio State drops to 7 with the ACC rival right there, maybe in the championship game, Miami 8, Oklahoma 9, and Oak State 10. Ray, you got to give props to Arizona and Arizona State who pulled off upsets over Washington and UCLA. Give me your thoughts on that Clemson loss. Is that the end of their run potentially for this season? And do you think now TCU has got a legitimate shot to make it into the Final Four? Yes, so TCU is very legitimate. Um, what's interesting is we have some great games this weekend. I'll, I'll uh, you know, we'll save that for Friday, but we've got oh, yeah. Penn State, Michigan this weekend. We've got USC, Notre Dame. We've got some nice ones this weekend. Now, Clemson, because Florida State went down, the ACC is not what it was the past several years. 
So I think Clemson's on the outside looking in. Now, the good thing for Clemson is those Big Ten teams might beat up on each other. So Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa State, uh, sorry, Penn State, uh, Ohio State, and Michigan might all beat up on each other. So maybe they can box out the uh, Big Ten winner. But it's hard to believe that it won't be Alabama. And so, you know what, you're really only talking about three spots. So Clemson has their work cut out for them. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be dabbled yeah, right now. Yeah, the ACC is pretty good this year. I mean, look, you still got Virginia Tech and Miami. NC State's been a Well, Miami's team. the one that's interesting, right? They're on the field, yeah. but they're not that good. I don't think they're that good. They won a couple close games. But if Miami's good, that bodes very well for Clemson. Um, you know, obviously, to, to, to if they're able to beat, you know, beat them. I don't, I don't know uh, – the schedule offhand and the, and the ACC championship, but we'll, we'll check into that. But um, you know what? The Clemson's in trouble, but that's the bottom line. All right. Another great show. You're going to enjoy the, uh, the sports week. We'll be back Friday. We have a special show tomorrow for the NBA season, our NBA preview show. We're excited. And there'll be playoffs, Ray, and the Yankees win tonight. You there, right? Give me six innings. Yeah, give me six innings and I'm good. Cece, come on. Just get me to the bullpen with a lead. I hear you. Everybody have a great sports week. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the basketball. And we'll be back talking football on Friday. NBA tomorrow. Peace. We're out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.